I do love pugs. Pigs and pugs. Pigs and pugs. Puggity pugs. Puggy pigs. I don't eat pigs, but I do love pugs. I don't eat pigs, but I do love pugs. Puggity pugs. Puggy pigs. I don't eat pigs, but I do love pugs. Pigs and pugs. Pigs and pugs. Oh, that's it. There you go. I nailed that. Episode duh of What Did I Miss? Here we are. I, I realized, by the way, that song that you just heard is an original, courtesy of me and, well, Jerome, who decided to go ahead and take it upon himself to edit it into a song, and it's so good. Um, so feel free to use that in whatever capacity. It's, it's, it is a very sexy song. I could understand if it's part of your... Um, nighttime festivities, go ahead and use that. But I also want to take a minute here because I realized the first episode sort of flew by and I did not do a proper job of introducing the other two humans on the screen. Um, Paige, would you like to introduce yourself and maybe say a couple things? Oh, a couple things, man. Uh, I'm so happy to be here. I'm <laughs> coming to you live from the kitchen studio, as you can That's see. Nice. I tried to turn off my radiator, which I think may have caused some audio issues in the first episode, but yeah, I'm just excited. For the people who don't live in I've New York City. I've got the City. East Coast time zone covered. Yeah. Well, you need to explain radiators because if you don't live in New York City, you don't <laughs> like, why is a radiator in the kitchen and why is it loud? Oh, What's happening? those are <laughs> federal questions. I don't know how to answer. No idea. Okay. And just observation, the pots haven't moved. That tells me a lot. Gabe, <laughs> uh, also you and I have a long history going all the way back to Sports Nation. Why don't you share a little bit about yourself? That's it. I haven't really done anything since then, Beetle. <laughs> I've just been sitting here in this weird office waiting for you to decide to do a podcast. Uh, finally, I can. Yes. Yeah, that's it. I mean, there's nothing more to know about me. I'll be behind the scenes working with people like Jerome, who you mentioned, who, uh, Beetle, just so you know, it is your show. But you can't yeah. just give away IP, man. Like, what do you, you mean? Just make this is not eminent domain. This is not happy birthday. You know. Okay, That's but how a, does that even? How would I know if somebody was playing it for the rest of their lives? Like, I don't even know how that works. I don't know. Who do but I go like after? Right now, right now. Listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play your song, and oh God, so good. Jerome can get some royalties off this. I mean, it's it slaps. Is that a thing that people still say? That's or the term, it's, I a think. it's a banger. Okay, yeah, yeah. Look at me. <laughs> I got to be honest. It's catchy. It's catchy as hell. It's I hate really that good it's catchy. Fire. Thank you. I mean, it's better than I'm an island boy or whatever the heck those two <laughs> idiots say. Okay, so we're going to get things started today and it's going to be a kind of a, well, you know, bear with us because... I, as a woman, um, I'm having a very good week because on Friday, as many of you may or may not know, Adele drops her latest album. I believe it's called 30. Um, they're all named after the ages in which she released these albums. If you can't figure that out, it's really <laughs> it's really not that hard. Uh, anyways, there was a big concert this week um, and she did it from Griffith Obser Observatory in LA. It was probably one of the most visually stunning things like that I've ever watched on television, the way it was shot. They had these drone shots. The sun was cooperating. It was, it was perfectly done. Um, and I'm not that, I don't get super teary about stuff like that, but I found myself <laughs> getting a little wet eyed on the whole thing. Now you're probably asking yourself, why are you talking about Adele, you idiot? Well, that's fair. Um, I get it. She's probably a sports fan. And if she wasn't, she definitely is now because, and this is where the two worlds combine. All right. 
sports, entertainment, music, Hollywood, all of it is one. And so she has been dating super agent, according to Oprah Winfrey, Rich Paul. Did both of you guys know that going into today's show? Absolutely. Okay. I knew Paige would. I did not know this until you said it on a text just before the show. Can I ask a, and I don't, this is not, this is a genuine curiosity because I do find myself knowing a lot of stupid things on a daily basis. But for me, this was such a like obvious one, like a given. How did you not know this? I don't know. And I have to assume that our audience is with me on this. And that's why my mind was just like, yeah, like, wait a second. LeBron James's agent, Ben Simmons agent is dating Adele. Adele, by the way, is back and has music again. Yep. And Rich Paul is her boyfriend? Like, what? I, and I just wondered if I was alone. But I think a lot of the audience does not realize this. Well, I mean, look, it's it's um, it's um one of those moments where a couple is just riding high. There have been a few of those before. For me, Beyonce and Jay-Z have always been, it seems like both of them are at the peak at the same time. And you're just like, how is one couple doing all this? This is one of those. Adele, people have been waiting for this music for literally years. Um she is very famously known for writing killer albums, mostly on the heels of a breakup, but not Taylor Swift-like. <laughs> more, more poetic, romantic, deep, profound, all of those things. They, they're more relatable, I think, whereas I think Taylor Swift is a little more um, what you write in your journal <laughs> and maybe don't want to share with the world. <laughs> and so her music's out and everyone's been waiting. And Rich Paul is at the center of, as you mentioned, the Ben Simmons saga that will continue to go on until we all die. And so I went down this deep dive on Rich Paul. Look, my personal feelings for LeBron James aside, um, and one day we'll probably do a whole show about how he asked to have me fired at ESPN and how fun that was for me. Um, That is not part of why I want to talk about this. Rich Paul's story, I had not really paid attention. I, I was probably guilty, like a lot of people, of just thinking, you know, LeBron James is the most powerful person in that world right now. And around him, he's got friends that are also business people and blah, blah, blah. I didn't know much about him individually. Okay, Rich Paul's origin story is legit. Like this dude, humble beginnings, figured out that the like the vintage Jersey world was where it was where it was. It wasn't a thing yet. He would drive from Cleveland to Atlanta pick up jerseys, bring them back to Cleveland, sell them out of the back of his car. And the only reason he ever met LeBron James at the Akron airport was because LeBron James had on a jersey and Rich Paul was wearing some killer Warren Moon old school jersey. LeBron saw it, asked him where he got it. Well, funny you should ask. I got it for myself. Boom, boom, boom. Here we are. And now we've got a billion dollar empire built um, between them. So for me, the story like that is, I can't hate that. That's like a really good story. What's wrong, Gabe? I have some follow-up questions. Okay, go ahead. So the most powerful agent in (laughs) the NBA and maybe on the border of most powerful agent in all of sports, how many, 20, 15, 20 years ago was selling jerseys out of of like his trunk? Yep. Yeah. That's how he started. That's how he clearly, like like some people have a great voice. Some people can act. They have a calling. Clearly his brain is such that this is what he's supposed to be doing. He's brilliant at marketing, figuring out what you need. And, you know, when he sort of joined forces with LeBron, LeBron already had a couple friends in his circle and and Rich Paul was very much invited in. They kind of sent him for like an apprenticeship almost to CAA. He studied under Leon Rose, like was in the room, I think, when things were being negotiated. Enough of that was learned via listening, osmosis, all of those types of things. That's when they decided, you know what? I think we're good. We're going to branch off on our own. 
we're going to start clutch sports. And now here we are, they've got basketball, baseball, football. It, it's, what is it? $1.4 billion in NBA contracts alone. Um, it's, it's a pretty remarkable turn of events and, and they continue to grow. But like you said, he's also the guy that's in the middle of the Ben Simmons stuff. He's the one that's probably making most of the noise that's infuriating talking heads. And I would imagine Sixers brass at the same time, because as we know, Ben won't go to work, still wants to get paid. Uh, most normal working Americans can't understand the logic behind that because you don't really ever get paid if you don't go to work. But yeah, Adele, Rich Paul, that is the power couple of the world right now. And it's they met on a dance floor, which is where I meet everyone that I fall in love with. So I'm kind of into it. Gabe just looks so confused, Paige. The dance floor part threw me. I yeah. don't know. Nope. See, keep going. I'm, so dancing I'm, is what people do when music has a cool beat and you just want to like be a part of it. Oh, that's what yeah. dancing is? Yeah, I feel like you've never Take danced. And I, that's, that's fine. Paige, what do you feel about this? Because I know you okay. and I have an Adele thing. Yes, I love Adele. But actually, I was thinking about, so you just said meeting on the dance floor, right? So right. <laughs> in the uh, incredible Oprah Adele interview, uh, which I really loved, and my main takeaway was that I want to be Adele's friend. 100. But she mentioned that their first meeting, like their first solo hang was <laughs> maybe a business meeting, which feels... Yep. Not great to me. Um. <laughs> but she didn't know. She didn't seem to know it was a business meeting. I think yeah. it was one of those. It was hidden. Like like when you're not sure if the other person's going to like you, you want to make it seem like you have an out. So his out was, oh, it was a business meeting. What are you talking about? Oh, no. Where did Paige go? Uh, Paige has another business meeting. Is this Paige how podcast just disappeared? Can I just say that was the coolest exit I think I've ever seen anyone? It was like magic. She asked what was probably a rhetorical question. What was the business meeting? I don't and know. Then vanished and maybe well, never will come back. No, I think we can. I think we can surmise that the way that the LeBron Empire is going, they have their their hands in almost anything that you could possibly be a part of right now. I would believe Rich Paul had to have a business meeting with one of the most famous and successful singers in the planet. Like I could totally see that being a legitimate, maybe they wanted to set up a, like a new agency or a project or a movie soundtrack. I mean, yeah, uh, it could be anything. I don't, I don't want to accusing anyone of anything and I don't want to make a joke out of it, but I feel like if the last few years have taught me anything, if you are a powerful <laughs> man, you don't, set up a quote unquote business meeting with a woman if it's not about business. That just seems like something you're not supposed to do anymore. I what? but Oh, I see and I see what you're saying. I yeah. that's how I heard it. I was like, wait, what? See, I'm gonna read it differently, which is an interesting <laughs> switch of perspectives um that I would have predicted. I think because he is so successful but we still have sensitive egos. And we, nobody wants to be rejected. It's very nerve wracking if you kind of dig someone and you don't know how they feel. Like you don't really want to put yourself out there. And I'm completely speculating, but in my mind, this makes total sense. So by sort of camouflaging it like a business meeting, you cover your ass, <laughs> number one, you have an out. And this is not some rando woman. Like you didn't just run into her at Whole Foods. Like this is Adele. And not only is she one of the most successful women in music, she also apparently seems to have one of the best personalities, like a genuine. She comes off as a human, not some weird robot who remember. Paige. Hey guys, no idea what happened for the listeners. Paige, Paige randomly disappeared into her radiator and <laughs> it is was now yeah. back. It was only a brief interview. Kitchen studio has failed me. I'm I'm starting to think the kitchen studio 
may not be for us. <laughs> okay, episode two. Yeah, Give me to like episode two. four. <laughs> well, we just we completely cracked the entire thing, and you missed out. We know everything. Oh, just kidding. No, no, it's the Adele thing. Legit, want to be friends. Um, Dwayne Wade was in the well. First of all, the audience. There were no normal people in the audience. Every single no. human was Googleable, celebrities galore. But Dwayne Wade was there. So then we started thinking like the crossovers. And this is my question that for you guys and anyone listening, we now know how prolific these athletes have become as far as building empires. Like the old days, it was, you know, maybe they would go off and put their names on a couple car dealerships. Uh, They would make the rounds at like collectibles, festivals and things like that. And that was sort of what you did in retirement. These guys are above and beyond. They're building actual empires and they're all over the board in what they're doing. So Dwayne Wade obviously has wine, which is after my own heart. I love wine. It's the greatest thing you can drink after water, sometimes better than. Um, and he was there. This is, by the way, this is my cheap excuse to talk about other people's money. And then we've got obviously the cannabis world, um, the tech world, Hollywood, uh, media companies. So for you guys, who do you think, or what do you think the pattern is that seems to be the most fun? Like who's doing this whole setup for afterlife the best? Not afterlife death, afterlife retirement. I was like, that's Although, really dark. What do I know? We won't know until we get there. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Cannabis? I, yeah, nine, I figured. I don't know who's doing it the best, but I got to say, I, I can see a few people who I think are not doing it the way I would. Like, I don't understand why you would do something that is a ton of work and opens you up to a ton of criticism. Like, I don't understand what A-Rod is doing. Oh, interesting. I, don't, I can't say for sure what Dwayne Wade is doing. I don't know why, if I were sitting on a half a billion dollars... Mm. had a good reputation, which maybe for A-Rod is a little different, had a great reputation, could kind of do and say what I wanted, had famous friends and a, a wife, like all kinds of income opportunity. Why would I even like be anywhere? Why would I Did say you throw yes your wife any- in there as one of the income opportunities? <laughs> That was uh, kind of weird. Dwayne Wade, I did. Very yeah. indecent proposal-ish, but okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> it took a turn. <laughs> I don't know. I, I so thought you, his wife was super famous and making no, tons of money. No, she is. Like, okay. Gabrielle Union, legitimate lover and everything. So what would you? So what are you saying? You would just sit back and enjoy retirement, get fat and spend money? Correct. The, all of those things. Interesting. You wouldn't do something that you like care about? Like, I, I, I sort of think there's a difference between these athletes who pick something that aligns with their like genuine interests or hobbies, right? Like the wine or uh, cannabis, I guess. But yeah. there's also there's also just like the investment vehicles and the venture capital. And that just seems like stacking cash. So I think I would do the former. I think I would do, like, what was it? CJ McCollum just bought land and has now like a, a vineyard. I mean, these are, uh, this is the dream. Like if you've ever gone anywhere for wine purposes, like a Napa or anywhere sort of in California, Texas now has it, who knew? Um, the, the first thing I think of when I get to a place is how much land do I need to make a vineyard for, so I can have my own vineyard? Like that is <laughs> the dream. I don't, I just, it's fascinating to me how far we've come in a couple generations of professional athletes from whatever it used to be to like watching how this expands. I, I don't know. I find it all very just sort of, well, it's inspiring, but it's also fun to watch. And you also learn a lot about a person and what they decide to do next. The wine thing, I mean, we've known now for quite a few years that people dig wine, but to dig it on a level like this is legit. I don't know enough about tech. And also, I know there's like no Katie money in and, wine. No, no, it's just, but there's 
there's happiness. Uh, the tech thing I don't get, but I understand why people do it. I just don't understand it. Um, but like the Katie and Curry's of the world. And I feel like if you play at Golden State, you're so close to everything. Well, how could you not? I just don't get Gabe's laziness. Like I'm a little well, blown away by Well, let's go back because my laziness <laughs> led me to some pretty important questions here that I okay. think the audience might also be wondering, which is, wait a sec. So I got it. I'm still hung up on the whole Rich Paul Adele thing. So why are the, how, what do they have in common? A, uh, B, Love. W- Rich Paul, like a lot of people think of him as like the villain of the NBA right now. Like Charles oh, Barkley sure. did a whole rant the other day and I'll summarize it, but it was basically like, look, they're ruining the league. And right. these guys who are just demanding trades and holding themselves essentially hostage and extorting other teams and, and figuring out how to play with their friends. This is no good for the game. And I'm that's paraphrasing Chuck who said it better, but like, I think he's on to something that a lot of fans are feeling, which is this is a tactic now and Rich has mastered it to his credit and it's made him and his clients a lot right. of money. But well, that doesn't seem like the guy who Adele wants to hang out with all day long. Okay. So the first part she answered, she said that he's really, really funny, very, very smart. So if those two things are what she finds to be true, then, then it, op- it absolutely makes sense. As far as ruining the league, so this might be another one of those gray areas for me where I used to be a lot more black and white. I think I would have sided with Barkley a few years ago immediately. Like, he's right. They're ruining it. But the more I think about it, I mean, look, the Ben Simmons thing is ugly, no matter how how you chop it up. It's just an ugly situation. Um, I don't know how it ends. He doesn't really have a lot of leverage with the Ben Simmons situation, so that's sort of different. But like, take Anthony Davis. I think Barkley touched on that. Anthony Davis apparently had better offers from other places. But at the end, it was sort of a clutch family thing. They wanted him with LeBron in LA, blah, blah, blah. And then I asked myself, why is that bad? Like, if you had the opportunity to sort of orchestrate and put together your work scenario exactly the way you wanted it, with the people that you wanted, to make a bunch of money doing it, who wouldn't take that opportunity? So we see it as ruining things, but I I just think it's the way things are going to work from here on out. The Ben Simmons might blow up. Like, that might blow up in their face because there's, he either has to go to work or he doesn't. Uh, the more I watch that, I'm, I'm just like, this is such a bad look for this kid. And I don't know how you come back from it. But they have the power. And I, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think all of us, if we had the opportunity to have power in our own personal careers, my God, I would jump at that chance. And by the way, why not Rich Paul orchestrating it? Because before that, it was just a bunch of other agents that were just trying to get a bunch of money for their clients. And you know, they didn't, they weren't invested in any way whatsoever. It just so happens he's a little more invested, I guess. Right. Like, I don't think it's bad. Should I? I, don't, I don't no, know. no, not necessarily. And I agree with you. I'd rather root for Rich Paul than some of the other old guys who used to have that job. Like good for him for pushing his way in and taking over as a young guy with this great backstory that you shared with us. I guess <laughs> I'm just worried as a fan, ah. like this is becoming a repeatable sort of thing. And it's, and it's going from Anthony Davis sort of makes himself worthless in new Orleans to force his way over to LA to win a ring with LeBron. And then, you know, Ben Simmons in a weird way is sort of trying to repeat that. And now I had to look up is OBJ represented by clutch sports? Because I was like, this feels like a thing now. Did J- Jalen Ramsey did it. OBJ is doing it. I don't know how much Von Miller talked, but like Von Miller co- obviously made it known in Denver. He wasn't really so thrilled to be there. <laughs> and this 
yeah, these guys are humans and yeah, they have a right to earn what they want to earn wherever they want to be. But it's like a little crappy for us fans to not know. Like, is this guy going to be on the F the fans though? Right. F the fans. I say, I'm saying it. Yeah. I'm saying it. Why? Because it's not our lives. Like they're entertaining us. Sure. We spend a lot of money and time and some people way too much emotion. Um, but it's their life and it's their job. And I, look, I'm a person who had a contract once and it was a very sort of technical, there was a breach. It worked out in my favor, yada, yada. Like I understand the whole concept of what a contract is. I also understand that they're flexible because um, I know that that's the argument a lot of time. Well, what, what about contracts? We're not honoring it. <clears throat> well, they're meant to sort of be tweaked and broken and amended. Um, I'm okay with that. Like sometimes you love where you're working until you don't. And you want to go somewhere else. And we fault them sometimes for that. And uh, like, I know this whole Giannis thing, he said some stuff that basically made it sound like he's, you know, whenever the time is, he's ready and willing to go to another place and be successful there. And I can already sort of start to hear like fans are going to be so upset the same way when LeBron left Cleveland. And uh, yeah, it sucks, but it that's their life. And not every, nobody wants to stay in the same place for 30 years. It's very rare. Like Tim Duncan's of the world, that doesn't happen anymore. Uh, actually, no. Adonis has them that he's still doing that, but like he's the, he's the only other one. Everybody else is mobile. And I think I've gotten to a place now where I, it's, I, it doesn't bother me as much. It does suck to be a fan and your guy leaves, but I think we now follow the guys more than we follow the teams. Right. That's what I do. Not other than Spurs. Spurs for life. I'm sorry. I gave, am I shocking you? Like, I don't think anything like. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's not shocking to me that you feel this way, but I think. What bothers me is not that these guys have, they should have more power over their lives. And I think most, most of the time I'm with players on like, yeah, screw the owner. Like who cares? The owner's I mean, a weird term anyway. Like screw them, get what you can get. Like you aren't do this for yourself and your family. That said, when the reason, when you're getting paid millions and millions of dollars, either way, it's fair market. And you're just like, yeah, but it'd be pretty hard to win a championship here. Yeah. And it looks like it'd be pretty easy over there. So I'm just going to be pouty until somebody makes me an offer to get me to the place where winning is easy. That's the part I don't like. Well, that's how I handle my relationships. I pout until <laughs> I get my way. So maybe I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> well, that might bring us all the way back to Adele. Is this going to ruin her music? What if she's happy? What if that's this my, is a Paige, great That's my only concern. Like, oh, good music comes from pain. Happiness is garbage. Okay, I think, what if, okay, we haven't known Adele at peak happiness, no. maybe, yet, so we don't know what that music is like. No, it's going to be garbage. I'm, I guarantee you. It's like, I'm so happy, I'm in love. Uh, nobody wants to hear that. Nobody. Everybody relates to sadness and pain. Not everybody relates to happiness. I believe that to be. Yeah. Which is why everyone's crying at concerts. Exactly. We've all been hurt in one way or another, and some people have yet to find happiness. But I also want to know, does Adele know about all this? Like, Does Adele know the NBA now? <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I wonder if she was a fan or has become a fan as a result. Of, I don't I mean, you see her or at like, games. Does she, but, does she know the intricacies of like the Ben Simmons situation? Is that? I would love to like, I would love to ask her. I love stories like this too, because having done entertainment for a hot minute, when sports sort of leak into the entertainment world and pure entertainment reporters are forced to ask sports questions, that sometimes is more entertaining than the topic itself. So I don't know. I would love to have somebody sort of sit down with her and, and 
in my mind, I feel like she was probably already a bit of a fan. I could just be making that up, but she has to have. But then what's her perspective? Because she's obviously getting a different perspective on the Ben Simmons than, than we all have at this point. God, is, is she going to become the enemy in all this? <gasps> I, I mean, there's so many layers to this. And I, I just want to know, like, are we going to be seeing Adele courtside all the time? Is she like the yeah. new Jack Nichols? She's already, been, no, she's, been. she's already been courtside. That's yeah. how we all knew. We were like, yeah. what is Adele doing at a Lakers game? She looks And then great. you put the pieces together. Are we going to get a Flea collabo? Can we get Adele and Flea making music collabo? together? Okay, yeah, collabo, collabo that's though? A or? What's a collabo? Collabo. Sorry, yeah. focusing on the wrong thing here. I don't think you are. I think that was the right thing. I think we should go back to the collabo. Well, Beetle and Jerome did a collabo to that's make true. us no, pigs and pugs. Stop. Well, in fairness, no, I was doing a mic check. <laughs> that turned into a collabo. I, I okay. Don't. Think Bieber's done anything more than a mic check, and then just Benny Blanco or whoever makes it into a hit. You know what? I wouldn't. Okay, that. I'm. I don't want to. I. I can't imagine there's a world here where you know Benny Blanco, but you don't know that Adele and Rich Paul are dating. I watched Little Dicky's show, Dave. Great show. Okay, I think that's a good place to take a break. <laughs> I don't know why. Just when I hear Little Dicky, I think break. We'll be back. <laughs> All right, welcome back. This is the uh, the second portion of our show. We're calling it What Else Did I Miss? But according to the last segment, it's Gabe who's missed out on everything important in the world. But anyways, Gabe, you're going you're gonna to steer this bad boy. Go ahead. What else did I miss? I mean, miss? I missed one Oprah episode. I didn't miss everything. I, mean, I didn't episode. know that Adele was dating Rich Paul and was interested. That's all. Okay, well, disappointing, but go on. Okay, well, here's something you may or may not know. I think you know. But a lot of people don't know yet that uh, R.I.P. Staples Center, <laughs> the famous arena in L.A., is going to be renamed as the Crypto.com Arena. Wow. Okay. Beetle, how much of your wealth is tied up in crypto right now? Whew, at least 72%. This is the, the real reaction to this. Like I've seen people actually seemingly be upset about we're going to lose the Staples Center. Number one, it's a building. The name doesn't matter. Number two, I'm starting to think people don't understand that Staples is the store, not some longtime family that was associated with the Lakers. And that's what it feels like people are mourning today. Number three, $700 million this company is paying. And my only question, and I ask it every single time there's a news story about the naming rights of a building somewhere in the world, how does this equal $700 million worth of payoff? How? Because we now know crypto.com exists. That cannot be worth $700 million. And I did some research. 6% of all companies that have put money into naming rights, they're bankrupt, basically, the second this goes down. Number one. <laughs> but it's just like today will be the day that I know what crypto.com is for about 25 more minutes, and then I will forget it ever existed. That's $700 million well spent. How? I love it that my dog's crying while staring at me, by the way. That's so creepy. He's upset about Staples yeah, too. I, I know, buddy, it's just a building. You don't need, you've never even been there, so whatever. Yeah, I, I, I do find it amusing that Twitter is very passionate about passionate. office supplies. Yeah. That became very apparent. Like, don't say it isn't so. It's still the building. Well, people just get used to saying something. And I think, I don't, I don't want to take this too seriously, but I think <laughs> Staples Center, it, it is ridiculous. It's just named after a giant corporation. That's like the boringest thing ever. Like where yeah. you go to get printer paper. Um, but, but people have 
an association now with Staples Center. Mainly, I think it's still like, oh, that was like Kobe's place or like that's where the Lakers return to greatness or sure. now it's LeBron. Like we're used to hearing Staples Center and think of like great moments in recent Laker history. It's so, weird to me. I live in LA and I don't have any affinity for Staples Center. It could be called anything, but I do think some people hear that name and think Kobe. Well, and I think they'll still call it Staples. But I do like crypto. Like you can call it the crypt. Like if the teams that play in that start to get really good, I mean, you, I, there's there's a. I also that you know don't. But but, it, but to your point, the crypt it becomes the crypt, and they paid seven hundred, right million billion million, for like twenty million. years. Or however long so it lasts, because I don't understand cryptocurrency. <laughs> well, maybe they didn't pay in dollars. Maybe they well, that, paid in some crypto in, thing. In like smiles and hopes. Like Beetle, if we had said to you, hey, in the first segment of this show, good, you know, that's interesting. You had a lot of smart things to say about Adele. We're going to scrap that. We'd like you to explain cryptocurrency for oh, the God. A block of the show. Honestly, because my brother and my father have both sort of tried... I just hear monopoly money. Like I go into a car dealership and I say, I'm going to give you, you know, a hundred grand crypto for this car. What do I physically do? And again, I know there's going to be people watching this going, this chick's stupid. What is it? That's fine. I'll accept that. Cause I, I don't get it. Do I have crypto somewhere? I don't know. How do I buy a crypto? Is it worth 20,000 for one or one for one? I'm sure it's all very valid and I'm with you. I don't, I'm not going to try to explain it, but it, for right now, it feels very much like a, like a male MLN, MLN, MLM, like a Lula, like uh, there's so many things that are like, oh, invest in my crypto thing yeah. and you'll get $20,000 back immediately. Tell your friends, recruit. I don't know. And then what do I do? Bad. Do I give you actual my money and then you give me a certificate? I, like. Gabe, help. This is yeah, going Gabe. in. Uh, first, I can't. I can't help. Direction. I have no idea how it works either. But I can tell you that uh, plenty of men on Twitter would love to mansplain it to you. Oh and yeah. La last episode, we sort of recruited Bob Lee as our first guest. Let me suggest another famous person who loves going on podcasts as our second guest to explain it to us. How about Aaron Rodgers comes on and tells oh. us all about crypto? I mean. Aaron Rodgers has got a lot take? to say about a lot of things these days. Yeah. So let's, yeah, I'll, I, like, I'll book him. I, actually, you know what, though? Okay. I know that he has a, a partnership. I would like to have him explain it. Like, I really do want people to explain it to me in the dumbest of terms. So maybe, maybe one day I'll get it. What, what, if, we, what if we reach out to Aaron's people and we say, listen, we would really love to have Aaron on and we want a, as long an explanation as he can give us about cryptocurrency as long as he does not talk about science at all. Do Just it. Just crypto. Do can it. it be done? Can it be done? All right, can do I it. ask, can I get a bonus? Can we do NFTs at the end of that? Yeah, let's, let's so that, double down on NFTs. I mean, if you want to see what I look like when nothing's happening in here at all, let's do it. <laughs> Just, uh, Just blank stare. <laughs> uh, all right, let me bring you another topic I don't know if you know about. Um, but this is going to be revealing for our audience when they find out you're into this kind of thing. Uh, we've got our next celeb boxing pay-per-view lined up. It's going to be 38-year-old NFL great. I don't know. Frank Gore. Yes! Versus... He says yes. I say yes. All right. 37-year-old, always mispronounced, Darren or Deron Williams. No, not um, Deron. This is sort of a cross-sport thing with guys who are kind of like colleagues. So, Beetle, how much money would it take for you to box Scott Van Pelt? 
Oh my gosh, he has so much height on me on tail of the tape. A lot of reach. Um, but I do have a couple years on him. I'm not sure that helps me in any way whatsoever. I could, I could, I could fight dirty almost just I have to because of the height differential. My whole thing is this. It's not so much the fight or getting hit. It's the getting hit in the face. Uh, not because I think I'm a supermodel, because the idea of my face bones crunching is so vivid in my mind. I know. That's that's why I have a problem with this. So for me to get punched in the face by Scott Van Pelt, and by the way, all of this is assuming no taxes. God, do we think he's tough? He's assuming that. What do you mean? Well, I'm not paying taxes it's in crypto. on a face hit. That's stupid. I don't even know how you list that. Uh, I'm going to go a million dollars. No tax. That seems low. Well, I know, but like, I'm also, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know Scott's like, maybe he's been boxing his whole life and we don't know. I'm assuming it won't be that hard of a hit. Okay, let's, okay, let's game this out. Peak fitness, Scott Van Pelt. I don't really know what that means, but. That's today. I think he's in pretty marvelous shape. He's been working out. That's what I'm saying. But it's not about. We'd like to hear your workout routine. Being fit is one thing. Having a hell of a punch is another thing altogether. Like fit six months of training specifically for this fight, Scott. Van to Pell. hit me in the face. What is the money? Uh, yeah, fifteen million dollars. Okay. I mean, it's not going to kill me. I'm not going to be like I can't spend because this is the old Mike Tyson fight we used to have as kids. Like, how much money to go one round or one round? I love that even people thought that. <laughs> um, but and it, you know, and we were kids, so we're like <laughs> four hundred dollars. Like no, no concept of money. But I feel like how fifteen million maybe free. He won't kill me. Unless I land weird. Yeah. All right. You guys, third guest, that- Nate Robinson. Let's ask him. He got about $2 million and he yeah. basically died on TV. <laughs> also a height. There was a height issue, kind of. Uh, yeah, the Nate Robinson was not. Look, I don't think this fight between Gore and Williams is going to be anything close to what the Robinson. I think these two guys, from everything they've talked about, have basically... Gore's been boxing. He loves it. Williams loves boxing. He was a wrestler. He has an MMA facility. Like these are things they actually enjoy anyways. Um, I think this might be a little more entertaining. This is all part of another one of these Paul, except for this time it's Tommy Fury. I'm all in because I watch Love Island. And so like, yeah, I'm going to watch. Um, but I think this will be a real, I don't want to say a real fight. What does that mean anymore? I think it'll be entertaining. And I don't know how much money they're getting for this. I try to find it. No clue. Well, we might have a longer deep dive on this at some point. Are, who's who's Tommy Fury fighting? He's fighting uh, Jake Paul. That's the that. The, so Williams yeah. Gore is the undercard to Paul Fury. There's always a Paul brother involved in yeah. some way. And now apparently there will always be a Fury. Yeah, we're mixing and matching Pauls and Furies. When does yeah, Tyson so, fight one of them? Well, no, Tyson's real. Like Tommy Fury is like the hot young brother of Tyson Fury. Um, he's a reality star. His girlfriend's a reality star. Like it's a very sort of 2021 card. Like they both have hot reality looking girlfriends. It's, it's just a very, yeah, it makes me feel old, but I will pay for it. Period. I will watch. God. I'm in. Maybe we do the show live from there. Oh my God. Yes. All right. If we're still doing shows by then, it's still Probably has better December. audio than my kitchen studio. So yeah, <laughs> sounds good. Wait. Okay. Yeah. I got it. No, I don't know who. Yeah. All right, 15 million. Somebody next get, get uh, next Scott. topic for you, Beads. Um, so listen, the Manning cast curse, good news, does not appear to impact NBA players. We know it's taken out NFL players. Draymond yep. Green went on 
survived his next game. In fact, they clobbered the Nets. Yeah, uh, so does this mean Phil Mickelson is screwed? Did he take all the bad juju? He might. Um, the glaring thing about this week was they didn't have any active NFL guys on. So I don't know if there's been a mandate uh, amongst the league. that <laughs> you can't go on there anymore. I, I, they owned it. They had a graphic up and everything about their curse. Uh, I mean, you could say it might still affect because LeBron was on it and really hasn't played since. I mean, I know he may come back this week, but that could be considered part of the curse or just age. Uh, but yeah, Phil Mickelson. Okay, let's talk about Phil. He was a question asking fool. Did he write all? He must have written that all down, right? There's no way that was just off the top of his head. I think he was just excited. Oh, genuinely. And then I thought, how much money does he have on this? Because he was thoroughly like, he was into <laughs> it. Like, <laughs> yeah, the curse is real. The brothers know it's real. The world now knows it's real. And whether it crosses over into other sports, it may just take a little more time. But I believe in it 100%. So Phil Mickelson is one of those people we were talking about earlier. Like, don't you just get to a place where you're like, I'm good. I don't even need to do anything anymore. I'm just like, I'm rich and people know me. And if I want to show up, I can. Otherwise, I'm just going to like hang at one of my houses yeah. and like golf with Peyton Manning on, on my free time. Like, why? Yeah. Well, he shouldn't be trying to do anything anymore, should he? But he's not 90. Like, I mean, this is choice coming from me who did nothing literally for two years. But, like, you kind of have to have something to do when you wake up in the morning. And I don't think that this is, these aren't necessarily manual labor jobs. It's just like they've got a team and people come to them and here's an idea and yes, no, whatever. Um, I think the biggest part of these jobs is their face and them showing up and sort of hanging out with people. But yeah, I, I just, you know, make that money, make money. And then your kids, kids, kids are always going to be taken care of. I think that's what they're trying to do. Look, I don't look at Phil Mickelson and think he's not enjoying life. It seems like he's enjoying life. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Gabe, I feel like you're discounting the fact that he might just enjoy it. Yeah, you weirdo. Yeah, okay. No, that's fair. Phil Mickelson. You are so I've, lazy. Let people have fun 2021. Let people have fun, Gabe. Yeah, okay. if you I'm win sorry. the lottery, we're never going to hear from you again. That's great. I don't, lottery? <laughs> yeah, I don't even need to win right. the lottery. Just like a couple... <laughs> Invoice is clear. I'm out of here, man. You should ask. You should let Scott Van Pelt punch you in the face. Yeah, I mean, I would. Oh yeah, Gabe, what's your number <laughs> for letting Van Pelt hit me in the face? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't think he's got a lot of power behind uh, those punches. I, I've actually, uh, I've, this I've feels like I've, we're slandering most Scott of my Van Pelt. interactions. No. Most of my interactions with Scott Van Pelt have been in the locker room at, at ESPN. Um, yes. Yeah, so, I, I, you know, towels on. I, I'm not commenting on that part of him, but like, <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't think either of us have a, any kind of an imposing physique. So I feel like I could take a punch from Scott Van Pelt. Okay. I mean, he's he's bigger and stronger than me, no question. Yeah, he's, but he's definitely taller. Much, much taller and yeah. stronger. Overall, a better human. I'm not, but I could take <laughs> one punch from Scott. He's just a saint amongst men. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's great. Fair uh, enough. Okay. Next, I don't know what I'm, we have. We have beat this to death. I was going to yeah. segue. That's probably what the show should be called. I'm going to segue <laughs> off the curse to another curse here. So America tied Jamaica after beating Mexico and you saying you loved them trolling and they should just do it until it bites them in the ass. Well, yep. Beetle, is there now a Beetle curse? Did you curse <laughs> the U.S. men's national team? No, Jamaica is a juggernaut uh, in the world of soccer. So that's that's an expected result, I think. It's like England, Italy, Jamaica, <laughs> like in the history of everything. 
so yeah, no, I, I think it's still still going strong. That's so, yeah. I mean, sometimes trolling does come back, but that's all right. It, it's all right. It was a draw. Like it's fine. God, it was really weird. <laughs> I know. You, you don't want to take any. They were concentrating on Mexico too much. Do you want to test it? Do you want to say something about the men's national team and see if you can <laughs> wait? Like, who do they play next? Do we know? Someone in Concacaf. <laughs> Oh, that sounds right. I don't know. <laughs> Say that one more Concacaf. Uh, somebody in the Concacaf. All right, you don't think you cursed them? I don't uh, think so. Not yet. All right, uh, a couple more here. The NFL is considering expanding to uh, bring a team back to St. Louis, which would then theoretically mean they need another expansion team to even things out for scheduling purposes. So, Beetle, which city anywhere in the world needs an NFL team? The world? Well, your your call. I mean, you should just put one in London if you're going to keep doing that anyways. Uh, although travel would be a nightmare. But, um, you know, Dubuque, Iowa doesn't get enough love. Maybe. <laughs> the Dubuque Dogs with a W. I'd watch it. Spent like some time them. there. You have? Uh, yeah. I would imagine them to have a passionate fan base. Right? What else are you doing there? Yeah. There's like sweet bed and breakfast in Dubuque. It's very lovely. Yeah, I just, it would be kind of nice to give it to a town that, or a city that's not necessarily a giant, but it would never work, obviously, financially, but it would be kind of fun, like a Disney story of some sort. Why? Where would you put one? Well, I don't know. Do you think Italy would be a nice place for an NFL team? Spend well, I think a lot of time there. Players would love to be there, but I don't know that Italians would love the sport, to be honest. It is so soccer driven, football, um, that I don't know that American football, I don't know. I've put it this way. I've never had an, an Italian relative or a person I know that lives there ask or wonder or be a fan of American football. But that could also just be my tiny circle of humans. Maybe it would work. Rome's got plenty of spaces. My God, that would be amazing. I would work for football if that happened. Wouldn't like wouldn't you want to be like the Rome? Yeah whatever you know Something. the romans like you'd be the <laughs> sideline reporter for the rome yeah. football team it would just be awesome <laughs> oh my god the food in the locker room killer that so team would not yeah that team would have a, a hard time being in game shape yeah no god it would be awesome all right okay last one i guess i don't know is this even worth asking you tom Probably brady not. has a new documentary coming out no anyone... not watching it what else <laughs> what if he kisses his son on the lips again <laughs> I don't like that's so Europeanly friendly. I don't know why people Americans are so prude. Relax. Like get into your emotions. Love your family. Yeah. Love your family. I, I don't see a problem with it either. I, I like to crap on Tom Brady all the time. I, I, this one, I, that one missed me. Everyone made fun of that forever. I don't, I don't know. They really did. I have a son. If I want to kiss him on the lips, I'm gonna. Yeah. Now look, if the son's 21 and he does it again, maybe we'll talk about it. Okay. But he was a child and that's yeah. his papa. Like, I'm good with it. But we're not watching. But we're not watching, no. All right, we only have a few uh, seconds, minutes left here to wrap things up. So I'm, I am dutifully going to say like, subscribe, listen, review, hit us up on Twitter, all those things, uh, the engagement portion of all of this. Also, we're going to have Paul Pierce on as our first official guest of this podcast. So if there's anything you want to ask him, I can only imagine. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and hit us up on Twitter with that as well. And for Gabe and Paige, uh, we'll see you guys Friday. <laughs>